you're a bit of a, a cultural theorist, you know. Like I, uh, I think you're a pretty serious thinker um, right now. So? That's so funny. What? <laughs> I don't think I'm a serious thinker at all. Well, I mean, people, I mean, you have a pretty, I mean, people, you have a pretty good following. You know, people think, I think a pretty good amount of people think you are. I mean, a lot of your haters probably think you are, take you pretty seriously. Yeah. Except, like, you know, I feel like um, whatever haters I have are so insignificant. They don't, they don't even count as haters. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I would think you would kind of piss people off. I mean, your your takes, kind of who you are, you know, what you look like. I mean, it, it, that tends to really upset the kind of um, incel weirdo people online. Um, I know I fucking I, – I upset a lot of people. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess there's a certain type of person for sure, but you know, I just think it you know, like bird app self selects for you know a certain a lot of the time type of person, but like who am I to, to say anything because I'm also on bird app? But what is bird app? Twitter? Tw- it's Twitter. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've never heard anyone <laughs> call it. Yeah, I call it bird app. Um, yeah, when did you, when did all this kind of happen? Your, your kind of, um, your come up that you've had pretty, pretty recently. Um, how did you get into all this mess? Uh, well, what happened was there, there was a rather draconian lockdown and I was on Instagram and my other. Oh, so you started on Instagram. Yeah, I had a fake younger account and then that got yeeped. And I didn't even say any blurs, man. Like, I, I honestly think my stuff was relatively innocuous. Um, but that pissed off people on Instagram. And so I resurrected a dormant account on Twitter that I had since 2018 in college. And then I just was like, I didn't even know bimbo Twitter was a thing. And I said, bimbos are Uber mentioned too. And that came up with, the, that's how the username Twitter handle was started. And then, um, I don't know, it, you know, I don't really say anything that's that, I, to be quite frank with you, I don't really think I say anything that that's remarkable, but because I'm a girl and I'm publicly on there and my face is on there, you know, uh, they people feel like they're talking to someone. I I don't fucking know. And then that's that's what happened. But none of it's real. I don't I don't know how to describe it. But I feel like none of it none of it is real. And I feel like I'm in purgatory, waiting for actual tangible stuff to materialize in the analog realm. Right. I mean, I'm really surprised my Instagram hasn't got taken down yet. Fucking. People really fucking hate us on there. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I think Instagram is maybe maybe a bit more lib than Twitter, like just the general vibe on there. Um, but yeah, like I think people kind of refer to like the general um, political scene on Twitter is like theorygram. Is that correct? Um, so yeah, the scene on Instagram or the scene on Instagram, they call it um, theorygram. They call it, it theorygram and faking, but 
the reason oh why, the fake gang yeah but that's everybody with like the fake uh yeah, philosopher I had, fake, I had a fake younger account. i hate those guys so much and they hate me <laughs> they're all just the most incel fucking just pissed off kids i've ever met in my life yeah I mean, but i was like maybe kind of like i made my instagram account just to promote the podcast probably like fucking six months ago from now um and it yeah i got really introduced to all the theory gram shit really quickly and it was like oh my god these people are insufferable yeah, no instagram <laughs> is the reason why it's so stultifying on instagram is because i genuinely think that the platform there like it's slower than twitter Oh, yes. Everything on Twitter happens first. Everything happens on Twitter first. Yeah. Yeah. So everything there is like at warp speed. Um, you have to engage with people. You have to have a sharp wit for wit dialogue on Twitter. If a tweet goes viral on Twitter, it's disseminated across many different types of people. On Instagram, that that sort of virility, uh, virality, my bad, not virility, virality and virility, you could say, it's just like, it's not comparable. It's really not the same. Like, it just doesn't get shared that much. The stuff that gets shared on Instagram is the most puerile stuff. Like, it's not, it's not autistic threads. Oh, yeah. It's a, It's just, you know... Somebody read like the Wikipedia page for Adorno and then they were like, okay, let me just make a fake gang account. <laughs> Where the wiki page of Adorno? <laughs> yeah, no, I think a lot of the fake gang is like, yeah, Wikipedia level um, guys. But um, yeah, like I think it's just the way that Instagram is like set up and the way that Twitter is like just the, the platform itself. Like, Instagram is more like, uh, yeah, close-knit and or like very like close, you know, very like closed group and like more like, um, I feel like it can be more echo chamber type shit. And like Twitter, like you said, it really, you can get like a tweet go viral across like all these different platforms. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's just like really not the same. And so because of that, on Instagram, I think it's more stultifying. So you have the same sort of people talking about the same sort of shit, and they're not really challenged. I mean, there is, you can, you can, you can be in a, like a little pigeonhole on Twitter as well. But you know, the likelihood of you coming across something that is antithetical to your schemata of the world is much more likely on Twitter. More likely, yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah. How how long ago were you on Instagram? I was on Instagram doing the yes. politics stuff, the uh, fake account. Honestly, that stuff, that faking stuff, was probably um, on like shit. When was it? When was I doing that stuff? It was sometime in 2020. Yeah, with COVID, it feels like, like everything July. is like a blur. Exactly. It, I think it was around like May. I think May, something like that. It was at it was at a point in time when when we were locked down to a hill 
for a long time and it seemed like it was never going to end. So I was like doing stupid stuff. So I just, that, that's when, that's when a lot of theory gram came up. And to be honest, like I, I shit on theory gang, theory gang and whatever, but there are some, initially there were some accounts on there that were legitimately like great, you know, and some of them are still like top tier, but it, you know, as with all good things, it must come to an end <laughs> and it just devolved and got, you know, shittier and shittier. Yeah. Because for everyone, sure. everyone got bored, you know? Yeah. I mean, I never really got too deep into it. Um, I like pretty quickly became hated in that kind of, <laughs> in that kind of circle. But, um, yeah, I think I, I, I mean, it's like, not really a low, it's not, it's, it's, it's pretty low. In some ways it's a low bar because those people get fucking mad. Every that's day. true. Like, that's true. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I even found your Instagram, like, um, maybe through like, yeah, that makes sense that you were involved with like the theory gram shit before you really got on Twitter. What, you have like 12K on Twitter? I have 11.2K. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's fucking pretty good. Um, I'm like barely on Twitter. I like, I like consume Twitter. I like will scroll. Like that's really the only social media I'm on. And then Instagram, I only get on Instagram to like text people and like promote the podcast. Just, you know, post shit I find on Twitter. <laughs> but, um, you know, yeah, fucking, uh, you kind of, a lot of your, a lot of your, uh, style and kind of what you talk about, um, is kind of a lot to do with like gender, gender stuff. The woman question. Um, yeah, so I do, explain, I do okay, talk about the, the woman question. Yes. Explain to some of our listeners, uh, what the woman question is. I guess the women woman question is what do we do about the status of, of of women? I mean, I would not consider myself a feminist or a rad femme like in in terms of the it, because I just don't think it takes into account like historical material analysis like that well and can be reduction reductionist, but I do think there's been a castration of eros and like because of the circumstances we're in, just like, I, I don't know, like just, it's almost like a shitting on, on all that is feminine. Um, I, I just, I, I don't know. I just think, I think we should bring back being, being, uh, being dumb and, and bimbo-y. I think, mm-hmm. I think that should be okay. I don't, I don't think, I don't think there should be like this self-castration and self-flagellation like you see in every facet of everyone's life whether because 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 in a time when people just don't have enough financial capital they're leveraging social capital by being part of perceived like protected classes and before right. that was being like a woman but now being a woman is not enough being in some ways you know yeah being gay is not enough so it's any 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 class that was deemed like a protected class or a group of people 
or identity group that's just not, you know, that's not like in vogue anymore. They're tossed out, they're they're chucked out, and then they move on to the next group. Yeah, we talked about this a little bit on my last episode with Perfume Jack. Um, yeah, yeah, that's so real. Yeah, so I mean, I, I went on there kind of like to shitpost and it's just out of sheer boredom. I don't, I don't know if there was like a really, I mean, I think I have a cohesive set of views, but I don't think I went on there on Twitter intending to uh, perpetuate that. I went on there because I'm a, I'm a somewhat strionic woman who wanted, wanted people to listen to me. Like, (laughs) but now we're in lockdown and, and no one is listening to me except for my husband. And, you know, I need other people to, to, to listen to me and talk. You need that attention. I need to talk to other people. Yeah. I'm going fucking insane. So I went on there and yeah, Twitter is my histrionic diary. I, I mean, I don't think anything I say per per se is incredibly profound or revelatory. It's just, if people see like a girl and they see tits and then they see (laughs) a bimbo Ubermensch, it just, it makes it all the better. And also when you have a username like that, you get to absolve yourself of any accountability. Right. It's like, because if you go on there and if you try, if you try to be anyone who tries to be a public intellectual is a fucking spook. Okay. Yeah, it's true. So, you know, like at least Peterson tries to be like a dad, you know, but like, if you're, you know, Gloria Steinem, you know, you're definitely like, you're a spook or, you know, Chomsky. Chomsky. Yeah, we just yeah, yeah. both said Chomsky. Yeah, that's the why. Yeah. Yeah. So just that, that's, that is what it is. That, that is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Chomsky. God, I fucking hate that guy. I mean, um, he posted something or something, there was something where someone asked him, they were like, um, oh, you know, how do you feel about Glenn Greenwald? You know, what's happening or whatever. And how Glenn Greenwald's like turned into a fascist or whatever. Fucking retarded. And like, he just, and he's just like, oh, you know, Glenn is a friend and he's done great work. And, you know, I, uh, I, I don't like to see what's happening with him right now. And I'd rather not even comment on it. Um, and then his whole, like, like about to die, you know? Yeah, that, that, that too. But I don't, I, why does, why is anyone fucking mad at Glenn Greenall? What is there to say? What is there to be out of? I mean, that's the thing is like, what's funny is like, I don't really think what we're saying or what Glenn Greenwald is saying is like crazy or too crazy. The funny thing is that the majority of Americans share these views, um, but inside yeah. this little weird Twitter bubble, it's like, oh, these are fascist views. You know, it's fucking nuts. Yeah, Glenn is um, Glenn cryogenically frozen liberal from 2010. Yeah. Brought to now. Like, he's, he's incredibly benign. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, like, he was a liberal in 2010, like, very basic shit. And then now he's looked at as this, like, Nazbol, Red Brown Alliance, like, no, he's fucking... Just stayed, he's just stayed where he is. I know, yeah, that's like, the thing. That's the thing, because back then he was such a basic liberal. And now he is, like, this fucking, you know, you know like, people think he's a fascist or whatever. Or white well, supremacist yeah, or whatever the this, fuck they call him. This is the, this is the thing, like... 
anyone who hasn't caught on to any of like the new, like the fake stuff that's been, I, I mean, I think it, I mean, I'm not a libertarian, but I think it started with any sort of weird regulation that's like some weird moralizing imposition on an individual that doesn't affect anyone else, right? So, right. Yeah, so I don't know whether like anything that sucks the vitality out of life. Like that's when that's when shit started to go downhill. I'm thinking like even back to the 70s, okay? But like you know, now now it's just slapping people across the face and uh now people are like, "Oh, we're in like deep shit." Like anyone who's kind of felt like what the fuck has gone on this past year and a half like oh this has actually been going on for a while and i should have listened to the right people and i feel stupid um i feel stupid i feel really stupid uh i feel like i should have listened to certain people a long long oh yeah i feel sometimes i feel like i'm like god damn i'm so late to so much of this shit yeah. I mean, I, I should have listened. I should have listened to the crazy veterans that at the hospital where I, I volunteered at, like growing up, I should have listened to even like the, I should have listened to like the, like random hobos. I should have listened to like my mom. I should have listened oh, yeah. to, I, I should have listened to like like tea partiers i like even in a social like because they kind of understood the cultural zeitgeist before i didn't agree with like their monarchist sort of economic views Mm -hmm. per se but they understood the cultural zeitgeist and where we were headed i mean there's like a lot of people that i just should have fucking listened to um but i was too dumb to to listen to them because i just i don't know I mean, what can you, what could you expect? Like, yeah, no, that's totally so real for me too, because it's like, oh my God, it's so funny. Like I just talked to my friend's mom um, that I haven't, I haven't talked to her in so long. And like the last time I seen her, I was like a fucking Bernie person. You know, I was like into Bernie Sanders and she was like telling me then about how she was pro Trump. And then now after Bernie fucked us over and all this shit, you know, like a year, I think it, I haven't talked to her in probably a year or two, you know, like a year or two later, I talked to her and she's like, Oh yeah, you don't remember when you were Bernie out, like you were into Bernie. And I was like, Oh my God, that's so fucking cringe. Like, holy shit. Um, that also reminds me too of like, oh my god, like it feels like ancient history now. But do you remember the hot girls for Bernie thing? Yeah. Um, that's kind of like similar. Like I, I was kind of thinking about that. Like this kind of like like the bimbo revolution thing. Like a bimbo revolution beauty and how you know maybe how is this play into politics and shit. And um, I, I mean, think there was you always were... also Obama girl. Remember? I don't even. Uh, was there? Yeah, there was Obama girl. If you look up Obama girl, like Obama girl, like she was like, I want to fuck Obama. Oh God. Yeah. So like, attractive woman, thirsting over Obama, or at least you know, it was good optics. But I mean, this is like, I mean, I I think it's generally a decent litmus test but it's just like i don't know if the hot girls leave you know you have nothing that means you're wrong 
Yeah. I don't know. It's crazy too. Like, I mean, if there is going to be some kind of bimbo revolution thing, um, I'm definitely, I definitely think I'm going to be a big part in mobilizing it. We have a lot of hot girls that follow the, the drug hole gang Instagram for some reason. I don't really know why, but we have an insane amount of them. Yeah. No, no, that's good. That's good. I, but generally, I feel like I, I don't know what we're mobilizing for. What are we? Yeah. Well, I don't, I, the thing is, I'm not going to be mobilizing for anything. I'm, I'm done. I'm right, just gonna right. You're black-pilled. No, I'm not black-pilled. I'm just saying you can't rewind economic development and the egregore of technocapital is going to do its thing. You're saying and, if we don't get enough beautiful women together and then we, we – get them to promote these ideas culturally that maybe we might have some hope you know you know beautiful women that's how you get people's attention you ever see those like funny those like this old facebook meme or whatever back in the day with like i like people would like post a twerking video when that was popular and then they'd be like ah gotcha now that i got your attention you should go look at this uh go fund me or whatever um i don't i don't and i totally that. think that we can do that <laughs> You really think so? I mean, no. I, I mean, <laughs> I don't. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just. I feel like we're riding through Caliuga, and it's just going to get a lot worse before it's any better. I mean, what I would say is like, you should try to find lines of flight and try to make your life as beautiful as possible. But I, I mean, I don't. I don't really. I don't really think there's much you can do as an aggregate whole, but you just have to acknowledge the fact that we do, we do in fact live in a barbell economy with a shift of from labor to capital and that this is just the way it's going to be and that you should do with that information as you will and try to be um, chat as fuck. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, just be chad. Try to be chad and, and deal with it. I mean, like, literally, what else can you do? Like, there's not going to be, there's no revolution. And I mean, I think, like, if you think about it, you know, with, if you take away, like, even at the end of all this, this is where I think Marxist critique is right. I think that I, I do agree that I don't, I think in the future, sometime in the future, maybe not in our lifetime, but a lifetime afterwards, like, you know, yeah, may, there'd be a revolution and maybe whatever, but like, I don't know, like we won't have exchange commodity production or wage remuneration and there won't be, there won't be a distinction between town and country, right? So all of these technical things, but maybe that's because we're going to be like uploaded to a mainframe and just playing a game. Like, we don't really know which way we're going to, we kind of know which way we're going to go historically. Like, but we don't know what that is exactly going to look like. Maybe it's something you and I can never fucking even imagine. Right. Who's to say we even have, like, all the answers? That's what I think about when Marx was like, think about when he was writing that shit 200 years ago. And, um, like, w he couldn't even imagine the shit that's going on today. You know, try to explain to fucking Marx the post left in a Wojak memes. You know, like that's just fucking 
And like, how the fuck did society get to this? And transgender, you know, it's like Marx just looks at all of like the majority of of so-called Marxists and they're all like transgender teens. And it's just like, how do you explain that to him? <laughs> what happened? How do you explain what happened to him? It, yeah, I mean, like, right, what we're seeing right now, what the left is, and I've countless times, but it is like some top-down elite-driven sort of Fabianism, and that's been the case in the Anglosphere for probably since the parties, like the, all those left parties in their inception, because it's it's contingent on class collaboration. They don't believe in a revolution per se. They believe right. in legislation. Everything they believe in is like, it's all their issues are completely antithetical and deemed antisocial to like most of the working class yeah by far and, and a lot of the stuff they like is almost crucivist like and and subjected to like some sort of stalinist rentoid status which is like why i don't want to associate with these people at all because they're just like dysgenic and lame and they want your life to be horrible like they'll, I mean, we'd be lucky if they even give you an Amazon gift card every month and you get to spend that money at the Amazon plan. Yeah. So, I mean, but I think that this is the trajectory we're headed in. And I mean, I, I don't know what to say other than try to do everything you personally can to to not be sucked into that and um, make sure you find like-minded people. Maybe, uh, maybe I sound crazy. Maybe I, I, I don't think I am. I, I don't think I'm even blackpilled. I just think I'm realistic. I just think that this is the future we're headed for. And I do really think that like anything that you hold near and dear and seemingly innocuous, even eating a plate of food, is something that could be challenged, maybe not in your lifetime, but in your child's lifetime. Like maybe because in the whole incentive is to to just crush out, to, to, to have as much profit margins as possible. Maybe at some point, the best way to uh, maximize profit margins is to say, you know, I don't know, Instead of you working and having a lunch break for 30 minutes, perhaps it would be in, in, the, in the lizard brain of a boss, boss's mind, have a Soylent break for five minutes. <laughs> Maybe you won't even get to be able to chew your food. I mean, we really don't know exactly like what direction the world is headed in, specifically because every catastrophe that is dredged up is so stochastic and just like thrown at you like at indeterminate intervals, but I mean, you can kind of make a guess, like what are they going to do about climate change? Like they're just going to show. Is climate change real? (laughs) In the way it's, it's real enough for them to make your life for for large fortune 500 corporations to make your life like shit. Right. True. Have you ever seen the movie Idiocracy? Yes. I fucking love that movie. Like, 
it it's 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 like because watching it in 2020 or 2021 is just fucking insane because it's like so many so many things he like they came out in like 2000 early 2000s or some shit and he um he uh he predicted so much shit like like there's fucking like the the sex work shit and like those there's like some meme in there where it's like oh uh you can like get a fucking hand job at starbucks or whatever and it's like this kind of like um how like sex work is becoming more and more legalized and like the national security fucking state um and fucking national security agency and fucking um yeah, I know it's so good and like how how it predicts so much shit. And I even met uh him before. Uh Mike Judge, actually. I know his um he has like a really hot young girlfriend. And I'm like mutual friends with her. But um I fucking love that movie. It's like so it's so real. Well yeah, I mean as like much of a reference it is as much as people use it as a reference, I mean there is something really prescient to the film because basically what you're seeing is like how there is every single time people talk about the future they always they always talk about you know um like every change technologically is made to better your life and to better um everybody else's life and you know maybe you'll get like some some crumbs of that but i mean we have to consider that like like even if you look about like work today um you know people predicting remote working and like four day work weeks for a long time it's, it's a utopian future because what we actually have seen is more like in the 70s when you had the biggest the biggest company by market cap was like general motors and they had around like 250k employees and those people had good wages they had like a middle class lifestyle and then in 2015 even prior to covid like the market cap the biggest company by market cap was apple and they had like 20,000 workers wow on way above average wages and they you know they live in like their little enclaves of luxury and technology in like walled off parts of the country and then you had like 500k robotic chinese laborers contracted to make the hardware in like a foxconn plant and not in the states and so what we're seeing basically is like the baseline of life playing like a bottom a race to the bottom because the value of a human life has to compete with the cost of the machine right and so people are going to be exploited to do the things that are too dangerous dirty or expensive to automate including things that are near and dear to the soul like sex like intimacy i mean there's only, I mean, maybe, maybe even that will be taken away with like a sex robot. But I think the end goal is like, it's a death cult. And, yeah. and, and when, and, and at the end of the day, when, when people, when a, the reserve of labor is not seen as useful anymore, they're gone. Like there's, there's several ways we could head out, but I'm thinking it's more of exterminism. So I don't know if there is going to be, you know, a revolution. 
per se. This is, I, I don't, I don't know if that's true. I, maybe, maybe, maybe Marx was talking about some like fucked up macabre singularity. Maybe in, maybe in some ways he was the first proto-futurist. Right. No, it's so crazy too. Like it makes me think, um, about this boondocks, the boondocks episode where Martin Luther King Jr. comes back alive and he like sees, um, I literally think he's in an Apple store. <laughs> There's a scene where he's in the app, like an Apple store, uh, like looking at cell phones or some shit. And he seems like, a, he sees like a, uh, an MLK, uh, like, like a advertisement of him. And it's like marketing like an Apple phone or some shit. And it's like, that's totally what I would think Marx would feel like seeing shit today and how a shit is so appropriated. And like, I think you even had a tweet out today where you taught, you said something about like communists. Um, like if you, if anyone has a hammer and sickle in their bio, like do not trust them. Don't ever trust a single thing they say or <laughs> take them seriously. Yeah. I mean that like literally anything you hear them say about anything believe the opposite yeah be on the other side of the issue you're right like I, I i literally don't care what issue it is like if if they say they believe in and then this certain social cause or issue or whatever flavor of the week it is not worth your time and it is fucked up <laughs> and demented I, I don't care what issue it is no yeah no totally it's like the larp the communist larp thing is so um it's literally just like yeah like people pick up this like thing when they're like in high school or college or whatever and then it's like you still have these like dreams of this fucking kind of shit that you were into like when you were younger and there are so many of these fucking people that don't grow out of it you know and that's really what the, that really is what characterizes the dirtbag left in comparison to the post left it's like the dirtbag left is really still on this communist larp thing well, I mean, I don't think there is, I, I mean, just me being on Twitter for a few months, like, just made me realize, like, I don't think there is such thing as a post-left, and I don't think there is such thing as an alt-right either. It just shows, like, how imposed that label is by, like, yeah. a check journalist. I don't, I don't think it's real. I think it's literally just a few ragtag accounts are feeling disgruntled. And they know that there's something deeply long, wrong about the project of, like, the Fabian left, which is the left. Mm -hmm. There's literally the only lefts we've had are Fabianism, some sort of Dengism, um, and Marxist, Leninism, Maoism. And all three of those things are lame and gay. <laughs> Why would I ever want to associate with any of these, these groups of people, ever? It's definitely a Fabian kind of, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely reformist. Um, yeah, I mean, well, here's the thing. Like, so this comes up almost every time I say the post, you know, anyone says the post left, this comes up. This idea of like, okay, the word itself, the post left. What does it mean? It's not even real. Uh, oh, you guys are just like what you're trying to criticize. You know, this is what comes up whenever you say the post-left or whatever. It's like, oh, this is just a brand in itself or whatever, um, even though it's supposed to be like an anti-brand. But um, if you look in history, um, 
with, you know, these little, just, you know, people in politics and, and, um, and uh, doing their thing. And in the 60s and in France, and there was a thing with, uh, with uh, structuralism. And then there was a thing literally, you know, called post-structuralist. And there's interviews like Foucault and all the people that you would categorize as post-structuralist. And they all go, oh, this word is meaningless and I'm not a post-structuralist, you know, whatever. Don't categorize me as that, like whatever. It's not even a word. And it's like, or like it's not even a thing or whatever. And it's like, this happens every time. Like there's like this um, this group of people that that like get together to be anti something, you know, like the post left, we get together, you know, whoever, you know, whatever. I guess I'm, I've been, I've been grouped in with them. Um, and we, you get, you get together and you're, you're criticizing a certain thing, you're anti a certain thing, but then your, your whole group becomes its own brand and, and, and it's thing in itself. But like, what I just tell people is I'm just like, yo, like, these are just how words work. You know, you can't find a perfect word. Like, what are, what are we supposed to call the quote unquote post left beside the post? Like, it's, it's just kind of a word that came up in, you know, the, the lexicon yeah, or whatever. Really, it's fake. It's like everything else you've seen dredged up in the past 30 years. It's like literally fake. Yeah, but, but there, there is some kind of distinction between the post-left kind of people and then like the, the, more, the more liberals and then the dirtbags and then like the more liberal, liberal left people. I mean, it's just literally like a ragtag bunch of paleocons, left comms. MLMs, like, uh, I don't fucking know. Like, I've seen right more and more people. I see more and more people. I see a lot of people that are also very anti-political or like not anti-political, but like they're not into politics. And like a lot of people that have post quote unquote post left values are really just like normal people. That's why, that's why a lot of my fans are like normal looking people, like normal people. Anyone who is like just sick and tired of the way shit is. Yeah, exactly. Which is becoming like incredibly more and more increasingly, real and more and more people are 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 getting on this shit that we're on yeah but ideas i i mean i think so but i also feel like you know people are over this covid shit right now but like it's so easy to to just fucking brainwash people into the next thing right like, who knows? perhaps some of these same people who are sick of covid whatever hysteria like they might get sucked into the the, next, know, the thing. next thing because the same people who are into COVID hysteria now like claim to be against 9-11 hysteria right so you, you never you never really know i feel like it's only truly like the sh- most sharp vigilant people who like or at least like seemingly consistent like they're so like you know you know how like there's dimwit retard brain that's so resilient and so consistent that it's just like wow like the it's like the bell curve basically mm-hmm. you have the person who has an anvil dropped on their head and then you have like the super the smart person i don't know on the other end and then at most everyone's kind of caught in the middle who knows maybe i might be caught in the middle we don't know you know yeah what this reminds me of is like like the example I always give is like Barack Obama. Like most people, I remember me and CRK even talked about this when I had him on. Like, you know, we were talking about how when Obama, you know, we were both really young at the time, but when Obama was a thing, we were pro Obama. Everybody, so many people were. Um, 
And then, and then it takes like years for you to realize, oh yeah, Barack Obama sucks. It's going to be the same exact fucking thing with Joe Biden. All of the people that were begging you and going nuts about how you desperately need to vote for Joe Biden are going to be the same people, you know, in, in a couple years from now being like, oh God, Biden fucking sucks. You know, just like how Barack Obama sucked and he's a neoliberal. And it's like, dude, you were just out saying that if we didn't vote for this guy, we're fascists. <laughs> like it's, that's what it all is. It's always just people that are too late. And you know, they don't, they don't, they don't, they don't get on the right side till it's too late. Well, I mean, I'm never going to vote again. So, I mean, I voted, I vote, I did, when I did vote last time, it was basically a cultural fuck you, but it's not because I for thought sure. it would do anything. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and like Bernie, that was like a big that was a really that was a really big like um black pilling moment, really post left pilling moment was the Bernie thing. Um you were you were so yeah, let's say like um what like two years ago or a year ago, like were you a Bernie supporter? Like after like at around in like 2019, I was just like, this guy's so fucking cucked and gay. Oh, okay. By already 2019, you were like, this guy is not cool. Yeah, yeah. I was too. I, like was too but I, swear to God, I held out. I held out all the way, all the way until he dropped out is when it hit me. Um, but I, I, I was like, man, you know, like I, those all these criticisms, of, criticisms of Bernie, and I like understood them all, and I was just like, man, just holding out, holding out for him. And then when he dropped out, that really was like changed a lot of shit up. But like I was already still kind of on the shit before he dropped out. But him dropping out was like a big deal for me. Uh, yeah, I think it, that disappointed a lot of people. And I mean, you know, I, I mean, it's kind of it's really. Yeah, he, he wasted he wasted pretty much everyone's money. Uh, yeah, he did some civil rights protests. I mean, that's a pretty lib thing to do, too, technically. Technically, right? It fits within the paradigm pretty easily. He for got sure. some rah, rah, rah shit for that. And, um, yeah, everyone everyone got swindled. Oh, my God, yeah. Except, except for the people who never voted for him. It's like Perfume Jack. He, he described it perfectly. He was like, just this fucking salesman merchant comes into this fucking town and just scams and swindles everybody in the fucking town and leaves with everybody's money is <laughs> basically what Bernie did. Yeah. I mean, in like 2016, I drew a big cock on the ballot. That's hilarious. I was frustrated. And then, and then, you know, I voted for, I voted for Trump. Like, second time. As a fuck you. It was a huge fuck you. I didn't think anything would happen, though. Yeah. I knew he was going to get gaped. I wish I voted for Trump just to say that I did. Well, that's what, you know, that's increasingly what everyone wants to say they did. Because, you know, it's, it's like, that's what 
that's what they that's what happens it's like they regret it and then they want the the capital a social capital somebody who did and then yeah but like i don't know what to say i feel like this stuff has been said countless times um what's next right i think my dog rolled down the stairs did he fall down the stairs Oh no, is he okay? Yeah, he's fine. He's just an old man. Anyway, yeah, I have yeah. a cat named Nietzsche. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. yeah, my dogs are Jimmy and Jasper. Oh, amazing! What kind of dogs are they? They're cockapoo mutts. They, they're um. A mutt, yeah, kind of like me. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I look like a mutt. I don't know what you I... You do, I, I, yeah, you kind of do look ethnically ambiguous. What what are yeah. you, Egyptian or some shit? <laughs> I mean, yeah, technically. Um, but I'm the face of global homo. I'm the face of liquid modernity. That's me. Yeah, I love that. I love that I'm, like, mixed. Um, I kind of just I mean, look when, Mexican when any, though, and there's so many Mexicans around where I grew up. Everybody just thought I was Mexican, but like, my dad's like black, half black. <laughs> I honestly, I just say whenever anyone asks me, I'm like, I like just to keep people guessing because it's really fucking annoying, and I just, I just say, um, no. Like, my parents are from one of those shithole countries where, you know, the dogs, they shit on the street, where, where people shit on the street, and, like, there's a lot of stray dogs. I It doesn't really, I mean, it almost doesn't really matter, because I feel like the new world is where the old world goes to die, and I'm just, like, in weird diasporic limbo with everything. So it's like, I don't even know what I am, or even care to know anymore yeah that's crazy too like like growing up like i real, i'm from like the fucking really like just ghetto very very lower lower working class and everyone around me does not know or give a fuck what race they are or where they're from and like when i went to new york recently and i really like and like uh like i met a lot of friends like that are into politics and on the internet and shit they're all like a lot more upper middle class um, just richer and they all know like their family history and their family ancestry and all this shit. And it's such I mean, a poor, and also, also black African Americans, which is where I really come from. Like, I don't really know any else in my family beside my black side. And w- we all come from slaves. So we have no fucking idea what part of Africa we're from or any of that shit. Um, and yeah, that's the just, thing. That's the thing with liberals. Liberals are so much more upper cl- upper middle class, and they care about race so much more than like everyday working class people. Like where I'm from, white people and black people in the hood get along, and white people even say the n word, like you know, soft a. You know, it's like not even a not even a thing. Like they would be weird if they didn't say it. You know, it's just like how regular kids, you know, get along in the ghetto. But then right when you right when you get into this fucking upper middle class people. It's totally different. I mean, it's a, I, the reason I hate indulging in it in the first place is because it makes me feel like a dog. Like, Oh, my God, like, yes. Because it's like, what breed are you Like, in the stud hound, in the mulatta stud hound? What are you? <laughs> like, how, what, how are you made in the 
factory and like, oh, you're so cute. We could put you on a fucking shitty Netflix special. <laughs> it's like, I mean, like, I know, I know that's what I look like, but I just like also don't really fucking care. It's like, it's yeah, I don't really don't, care either. I'm so like anti so- it, the identity shit. Yeah, I mean, Growing I just, up, I got called a mutt all the fucking time. <laughs> just like insane amount. I mean, I'm not black. I'm not white. I'm not. I'm particularly just a mixed motherfucker. Yeah, I am. I, I'm truly the face of neoliberal race mixing <laughs> globalism. Yeah, I. it's just but it's just annoying when people ask because it just makes you feel like you're like a stud. I just I don't. So fucking annoying. Even for work, it's like, what are you? I'm like, does it matter? Do my tits fit into the fucking clothing, the sample size or not? Like, who the fuck cares? Yeah, I can see that being a thing in modeling. In like, because right now, you know, it's so much like people really try to, uh, you know, like profitize off race and identity. So. I can definitely see that being a thing. I also have like a lot of a lot of actor friends and they all talk about that, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's like every Netflix special. It's just like, oh, new yeah, new mulatta from the mulatta stud hound. It's like <laughs> fuck it's just like let's let's keep going. Let's keep asking. Let's ask you to spit in the tube. We're wondering what you are. And it's just so fucking annoying. Yeah, that's the thing about race science shit is how would you even technically tell what race someone is? You can't because it's not real. It's not even fun because they're not even pulling out anything to measure my skull with. Like, they're just keeping it really tepid and lame. At least, like, wig gnats are more fun with that shit. But, like, you know, they're... It just doesn't matter. What matters is, like, am I sexy or not? Right. Yeah. No, yeah, you'd think, yeah, with modeling, yeah, it's just, that really maybe kind of wouldn't matter. It's really just, like, what you look like. But that's the thing, too. Like, have you, um, have you seen that in Oakland, California, they were giving people COVID relief checks, but only if you were black? Yes, I have seen stuff like that. Um, I think it was a more of a recent thing. It was an article I read not too long ago, and I was just like, wow, like, you know, the, the right is supposed to be on the race science shit and, like, into, like, the rate, like, you know, oh, like, how race is so real and the differences between race. Um, but liberals, this BLM shit is really, like, identity politics and, like, race science shit. Well, the goal, the goal is ultimately to not have, you know, universalist programs and yeah but you're, you are for like medicare for all though right who you yeah, I mean, yeah right I mean, yeah i'm just saying but the I'm goal in general the goal for these people is to not have oh right no that's programs. okay yeah the, the goal the goal is to you know to basically have an ethnic distribution that still maintains reifies and solidifies an upward transfer of wealth right that's the funniest thing too like the worst position position to be in in america is being like white and poor yep literally no one cares or likes them and wants them gone 
Do you know who No Name is? The singer, yeah. he's on Twitter. Yes, I unfortunately know who that unfortunately, is. Unfortunately, <laughs> we're, we're internet-brained uh, enough to unfortunately know who that is. You know, I really even liked one of her songs. It's called, like, Diddy Bop or some shit. I used to love that song. Mm-hmm. Um, but, oh, my God, she's horrible. And, like, she has this tweet where it was, like, you know, you probably know, like, the infamous tweet where she's, like, um... Oh, I don't give a shit about poor homeless white people unless they're willing to take account of unless they're willing to under you know, uh, be anti um, white supremacy, you know. And and I don't care about white homeless people if they're racist or whatever. And it's just like, what the fuck? What kind of CIA shit is going on here? Well, I mean, there's it's not even CIA at this point because everyone is CIA. True. Like. I don't think we can comprehend to the like the length like we I don't think we can comprehend how much we're just doing the work of the CIA like every day like they I don't think they really have much of anything to do anymore. I don't know. I just other- read this new article. It was called like the the um underground American oh, yeah. Elite- yeah, I'm sure like, there's like accounts and shit, and I, I've seen, I've read that account, but it's just like, I mean, I mean, I read that article. Sorry, mm-hmm. I'm getting mango juice. Um, oh, but, yum. Yeah, but like, it's just like, I, I don't even think no, no name or or no name or whatever the fuck. I don't even think that she is really CIA. I just think she's so brazenly stupid and retarded that she's saying everything somebody of her class would say of course of course but have you is more likely to be cia who tom morello from like rage against the machine oh okay yes for sure for sure um no but there's some guy on twitter his name was like something dad and he supposedly got busted with public, like the DNC publicly funding him for his Twitter account. Oh, Brooklyn Dad. Brooklyn Dad, yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the deal with that? I mean, I think he got paid like 60K a year to tweet things. Oh my god, see, that's what I mean. Like, whether if it's the fucking CIA or DNC, which is probably the same thing, and they're like probably a lot of the same people or whatever, which I'm, I am think is absolutely true. Like, you know how they're trying to make the CIA woke or whatever, you've been saying that recently. Um you know yeah. yeah so that's the thing is like this shit is kind of real you know this whole meme about oh the government you know uh and then there's so many people that are like oh I if mean, you yeah, think if you think the government was worried about your twitter account you're you need to log off you know and it's like that's so fucking retarded like we 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 actually have that's proof that the government does some of the craziest shit i wouldn't be surprised if they were and actually yeah it is proven and talked about how they are on the internet and very interested in how people get political uh, dissent and shit on the internet and all that shit. And they're on there and they're watching and they're fucking, you know, part of it playing and, and, you know, doing it. And they're a giant, they're a giant organization with a loads of intelligence and money, like very powerful people. So like, why wouldn't they? I mean, they are, but you know, they, they definitely are, they are online and everything. But, you know, some people are just so 
this is the thing it's like metastasizing in a way that ideology to the point where a lot of people are just doing the work for them there's definitely people like brooklyn defiant dad you know getting paid but you know there's also a lot of people who just are doing the work for these people and that's even scarier yeah when you can start doing it yourself society of control type shit yeah and that and then and that's what's really insidious that's why like up here in canada that's why i feel like in quebec it's nakedly authoritarian with the curfew and shit because the quebecois have more of a zest for life mm. so you have to put rules out there to keep them down but if you go to ottawa the stuffiest fucking town city in the country you don't need to put that shit out there because people already police each other. Right. And like lambast you if you go outside for doing anything other than exercise, like <laughs> or buying groceries. So it's just like that. That that's what's so scary. Like if if there are more rules in place and it's more nakedly authoritarian, that means that's usually a good indication that the people that are that are they're trying to control are still not completely brainwashed right um that reminds me like in idiocracy too because like everybody has like barcodes on their arm and it's like that's so like the vaccination thing and it's like everybody if you don't have your barcode like you get snitched on and like all the other characters like didn't see that the main character had like a barcode on his arm and like that's so symbolic for like what, or like even your not being vaccinated? Phone. It's even your smartphone. It's even having an account online. Like, we already had the code well before any sort of vaccine passport. Mm -hmm. Which, I mean, like, that that is just exacerbating it. It's a continuation of the same trend. It's, you know, part of that egregore. But, like, we basically are perpetuating a smart city that tracks and analyzes and manipulates our every move by virtue of having, like, you know, these phones. Oh, yeah, and just, yeah, the fucking communication data that they collect. I mean, it's fucking insane. I mean, how, how disturbing is it that you can talk about something relatively banal at the table, something you don't think your phone would pick up, and then you go on your Instagram account or you go online and then you see an advertisement for the thing that you talked about. You were about. just talking about, yeah. It's freaky. You didn't it's even very Google scary. It. You didn't even Google it. It just like fucking pops up out of nowhere. And the craziest part is that they literally tell you that they're doing this. And still, you know, there's not too many people very tripped out over it. Yeah, exactly. This is that. I, I mean, I think I mean, I think that that's just as if not more disturbing than these passports, but it's just like all the same. Fucking it's more disturbing because it's like so under our nose and no one know and, and no one's talking about it as much. And it's such just became a regular part of life. Just like, oh, yeah, you know, the government and, you know, these powerful corporations just have all of our information. You know, fuck it. It's not like I'm going to hoard. It's like, what am I not going to have an iPhone? Am I not going to be on Instagram? I think you there's know? like a really concerted effort. It just seems like in order to gain more profit, it relies on people being single. So there, you know, like anything to disturb the family, anything to disturb couples, 
like one thing I think is really disturbing is like, you know, you can go on Insta, if you had a Tinder account, or if you had a Hinge account or any dating app account on your phone, and then you go on your, you go on Instagram or you go on Facebook or whatever, it'll re literally recommend people to you that you dated a long time ago, but aren't fucking or seeing anymore. Wow. Really? Yeah. And, and think about it. Think about when you're locked down and you're stuck with your spouse 24 seven and you're annoyed of your spouse being, you know, around all the oh, time. Oh God, I can definitely see that. Yeah. <laughs> You go on that app and then you see random girl you fucked in uh, when you're 24 and starting off at your first big boy job. And she's looking hot. Yeah, and she's still looking good, you know? Mm -hmm. like, this is, I just feel like it's just like there's this like rhizomatic assemblage of businesses and shit that have a concerted effort in making you single, coomer brains stupid fat dumb pliable malleable ever yeah keep everybody individualized and atomized and yeah and, and and at the end state like this is why i think it you know i think marx's critique is almost just proto-futurist critique is that the end goal is you're going to be in like a, car a sarcophagus like structure and like strapped with nutrients being pumped into your body. <laughs> but I, I, I say, this, I say this on every podcast I go on because that's all I get brought on for is like me talking about the politics, but I feel like that this is, yeah, that's the end goal and that that's the end state. So enjoy enjoy what you have right now and try to be as human as you possibly can and be more human than than human. Wow, I can't believe you said that. But yeah, be more human than human and then um I don't know. Just try. Enjoy being a human while it lasts before we all get uploaded into the mega computer singulation. Singularity, yep. I mean. Yep. Seriously, like that, that's, that's literally all, that's all my account says all day long. And I'm just, I'm just dying for shit to open up. Yeah, really, same, goddamn. Shit's you're pretty, in the States, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess it's not too bad out here in certain parts, for sure. Yeah, like, I mean, you're, you're in the city, right? Uh, yeah. Okay, like, look at it this way, dude. Like, if you got you know, vaccinated, and how the fuck are they going to know? You can walk around free. Like, you can technically say, fuck you. And you Yeah, can go like, to I'm bar. in New York City a lot, and I, I, like, never wear my mask. Even when I go into, like, the bodega or something, which usually most bodega guys are cool, and no one's going to say shit to me. Um, but I walk around with my mask off all the fucking time. I don't give a shit. Well, yeah, I'm just saying, like, that. That's that's the thing, like... I, I live somewhere where it is it is way stricter. Oh yeah, so I must tell suck. my people, I tell my friends in the states. I'm like, if you can go out, if you have the opportunity to go out, if shit is open, if there's a bar open, go to do that it. bar. Yeah, do, it, do that do shit. It. Go party. Do whatever you can. Like I'm trying to meet up with girlfriends that I met online. Like oh hell yeah, that is what I am trying. 
same. <laughs> but just like, yeah, be more human than human. Do everything you want to do before it is, you are not allowed to do it. I mean, that's the whole thing with Me Too and like cancel culture shit too is like they want to make it to where people can't even fucking party or like hang out or like have sex without just being yeah, scared like, shitless. Yeah, guys can't even go and flirt in bars anymore because that proposition is creepy. Oh my god, this is so fucked up. And an app. So you need to go, like this summer, this white boy summer, you need to go out, you need to fuck, you need to like suck, you need to. And then get a whole bunch of sexual allegations or sexual fucking fucking assault or fucking whatever allegations. I mean, it's hard to be a man. It's hard to be a a woman too, but because we are so crazy now, because no one, no one even wants to talk to a woman anymore because they're afraid yeah. they're going to get uh, assault allegations. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. It's all so fucked, but yeah, I mean, just try, try to work within those parameters as you will. That, that's all I can really say. You are lucky that you live in the states for this reason because you know they, are they like, even letting you guys leave the fucking country or do you need to be vaccinated you can people leave the country a lot of the people who are upper middle class upper class in ontario for instance they go down to florida or their cottages in muskoka but a lot of the people i know they go down to florida and they are having fun and partying there and then but the, here's the caveat when you come back into canada you have to stay in a hotel room. What the fuck? They make you do that? How do they enforce that? Here's the thing. If you don't book a hotel room to stay in, you get like a $3,000 fine. Whoa, they fine you. Yes. Before it was $700. And what people did is they had to go to court. And then I heard the courthouse would just toss away the ticket because it was like unconstitutional. So bullshit. Yeah. But like hotels in... In Toronto, hotel rooms are prohibitively expensive for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It costs it costs quite a bit. Of, so, who are the only people who are going outside of the country? And rich people. people. Rich people. They can say fuck all. They're either like, they're either they're either enjoying the the COVID cult and in their house, or they're going to Florida and having fun. And then what happens to everyone else? They can't do anything. They are literally just like bored out of their fucking minds and they want to strangle themselves, you know? Yeah, people must be fucking tripping right now. And, hold, and um, I have to take like a, a bathroom break real quick if you want to do something for like a minute or if you, have, if you have anything, you want to go get some more, get something to drink or something. I'll be right back in like literally a minute. Yeah, okay, cool. Okay, I'll be right back. Just leave everything how it is. Don't, um, uh, uh, no, leave I, I'll thing. leave. I'll, okay, okay. Don't worry, I won't leave. Get back.
Okay, I'm back. Ciao, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Feel better. I just like chugged a, a beer before we started, so. So yeah, you had to piss and stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, one thing I don't get is like, why don't people keep their piss in the recording? Like, like where you like, can hear, you, you can like hear the pee hitting the water. Yeah, I think that's ambient. Did I Did you I, hear the pee hitting the water? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Did you like that? I mean, yeah. I don't know if I can like it, it but I don't. Yeah, I think you should own it and keep it in. Okay, we'll do that then. You know, I in retrospect, like I, I had another podcast where I, where somebody had to pee in the middle, mm -hmm. and. I, and I told them, and I kind of regret it because I think that it's actually very ambient, and I think that we should keep those natural processes in. Yeah, time. it feels it feels natural. It feels natural. Yeah, it's, it's like an old wine, yeah. And lo-fi. Old world wine, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I kind I think people kind of like the lo-fi-ness to it. We don't really do much editing, and we try to we try yeah we try to do minimal editing. We don't really edit anything at all. We just kind of try to have it flow naturally let it be natural have you have you do you have a have you started about have you thought about starting a podcast um i have and stuff but like i feel like the hot takes economy is so saturated and drenched that i don't think i have anything else to say i also don't know like you no, can no, definitely no. do it i mean i could doesn't mean i should i think you should I don't know. I, I want Make some to Patreon my, money. Mm, I want to just sell doodles. I would actually oh, yeah. like to shut. I would like to actually just like kind of shut up. You know. Really. Yeah. Really. It, it seems like you've been on a roll lately. I don't know. It's only you know people. I mean, are, aren't people, people loving it? Do you have fans? Does does the the fans? haters the haters does it not make it addicting? <laughs> not. Really, I'm just dying for shit to open. I feel like crushed, you know. I I I feel like every day on there is like a cry for for help. Yeah, I mean, like the real posters. I don't know, man. I never really was able to like keep up with the posting on Twitter. Um, I just, I mean, I just, I don't know. I just don't think like there's any need for. There's just so many podcasts out there, and it, and all the ones that are really good, they're just there, and I'd rather listen to them. I, I don't think because anything, I, anytime I think of a podcast idea, you know what it turns into? Current events or news, and it's just like you're it's you're subject to cybernetic warfare if you succumb to news. Oh or, yeah, exactly. Like just news brain fucking news cycle brain yeah news cycle brain and you never have brain. any yeah you never have any sense of like history and everything's like a new fucking thing you can't even finish um you can't even finish like getting into the first thing when there's already a new thing to have an opinion about exactly so i mean i just don't think that that that's why i know i couldn't have a podcast because Everything I want to do, everything, everything, every time I think of a podcast idea, it's always ends up being current events or news. And I think that there's no need for me to do that. 
there are people out there who are way more eloquent, sharp, and like, you know, autistically like, you know, into it and precise that I don't really think it matters unless if I had like a titty stream along with it. Mm. But at that point, it's just kind of boring because you can just go somewhere else. So I don't think I should have a podcast. And I'm not Um, saying that like as an efficient for compliment. It's just true. A podcast is only, you know, these days really new and on the pulse if they're talking about like art or culture or something in like a not terrible way the the truth is there's really everything is so nostalgically drenched i don't really know what i don't really know what i would be providing so i just choose not to i don't think it's i would just rather i would just rather draw my charles bronson prison art-esque <laughs> child-like retard doodles of me stabbing a barista and holding a frappuccino on top of an <laughs> sacrifice altar with a Starbucks sun in the, in the, the, the left hand corner and like a, and like a, an Aztec skull rack on the right side that there's really no need for me to have a podcast the market is very saturated, but I swear to God, me and my friend have been talking about starting a podcast since like 2017, and we somehow let ourselves convince ourselves out of it, talk ourselves out of it. Like, no, Chapo's already doing it, you know, or like everybody's already doing it. And then, you know, I'm so glad I, I started it, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you should just join an already existing podcast. You should just be second mic for this podcast. <laughs> I just don't think I should be. I, you know, I, in retrospect, I thought about that as well because people mm-hmm. have approached me for it, but I don't think I should be second mic to to anything. Okay, in you fact, can be first mic. I'll be second mic. <laughs> In fact, I feel like I shouldn't be, I mean, the fact that 11.2K people follow me on Twitter is a bad sign. You think so? So have you not tried to profetize this at all, you know, and make like a thing out of it? I think people, I, mean, would, be in, I think people would be into it and, you know, you provide, <laughs> you provide something that's not, you know, as, you know, I, I think the market, the market desires it. Um, I think that people should buy my childlike retard doodles. How much money are you? You're making bank off those, aren't you? Bank? I don't know what constitutes as bank, but so far each doodle. Actually, I don't think I should divulge that because I, I part of my business strategy is to not tell people how much the doodles go for. Oh. Yeah. So then people can kind of just come to you at the price. Yes, I mean they've been selling around as price like each one has been consistently selling for a certain price like each one of these comes from my deeply frustrated id and like comes from all good art does yeah so it's like online paper it's kind of shit but it's beautiful and in its own stupid way and i just and i feel like i am kind of in prison because of covid cult so like you know you can buy my doodles that's that's maybe the only way I try to profit. 
I don't, I don't even know if I tried to, because here's the thing. I was doodling this shit and I was like, it's kind of funny. Ha ha ha. My doodles. And then I posted them on Twitter and people were like, yo, bimbo NFTs win. And they're like, are you selling this shit? And I'm like, I mean, I guess I could, I don't know. And then I just started selling them. Here's the thing. Like it's nine days to ship from Canada post. And then if there, if there's like, you know, tracking with your shipping, it's like 14 bucks. Oh, it's such a pain in the keister. And so I don't even know. I hope these, these got delivered. Like I turned, I went to the post office and I mailed them all. I hope they arrive to everyone because like, I just don't trust the post office. Yeah. My biggest fear is like someone paying me for some, but something and then just like I mail it in good faith and then and it doesn't get to them. Yeah, that's my biggest fucking fear. So from now on I think I'm going to have to like include tracking so people can track their shit. Like only one person who's bought my stuff requested tracking and I think from now on I'll say like I don't trust Canada and I don't trust the Canadian Post by extension. So like make like part of the cost is tracking. Like I mean, I'm just, that's my fear. I mean, yeah, sure, go see how it goes. But I just know that the gas for each, like, thing that you sell, I think you need, like, the equivalent of 300 bucks in Ethereum at least to sell it. And huh. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to keep it, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see where this goes. I'm, I mean, my husband gave me Sharpies and you know, a doodle book. Cause I think he, he likes that I'm doodling again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could definitely, it could definitely, um, be like a, a way to release, like you said, like pent up, like total id kind of, um, vibes that you have. Yeah. What are some of your doodles? Are any of them COVID related? Um, so if you go on Instagram and if you look at my, if you look up bimbo at bimbo ubermensch doodles, all one word. Um, that's my account. Those are the only, those are the drawings I have out. And most of them have sold. Whoa, these are dope. Oh, you like them? That's so sweet. Yeah, these are great. Oh, shit. <laughs> these are funny. I just wanted to be an artist. <laughs> but, you know, it's not only... I've had females buy my, my things, uh, too. So females is simps, too. Oh, yeah. So females ladies, females ladies. can be some of the biggest simps because they feel like they can be, you know, men are always scared to like be sims. Yeah, women, no, it's, that's it's what actually, I've noticed on my Instagram is like women will very openly simp um, because they're like, Oh yeah, I'm a woman. It's I'm a woman. It's like cute when I do it. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's actually transcendental to simp. It's in, it's in every, I think people should embrace their inner simp. Oh, fuck. Now you know the plan. Trust the plan. Yeah, no, I mean, 
I, yeah, that's all I sell if I do sell anything. Um, that reminds me, I wanted to ask you, I think you said somewhere, I think it was on like a Fed Post pod, you were like, um, there are more women in sales than there are men. It was based off of a spotted toad article. It, it's more for more so for, okay, so as of late, recently, the there's been a very, very, very large uptick of low income women specifically low-income women mm-hmm. that are sexless and fem cells, and I believe that. Why do you think it, that is? Well, because general social survey data from 2018 said so. And you know, I mean, but why, do you, why, why, why do you think women, lower working class women, are having such low amounts of sex? Because a lot of the time they're working several jobs, and a big part of femininity or being a hot woman is looks maxing or doing stuff to physically enhance your appearance. And if you're low income, that's harder to do. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just working all the time. And like, that's what I was so crazy. Like I would watch my mom, like get up or like, I fucking hate mornings. I cannot deal with, uh, mornings, but um, I would like watch my mom like get up hours before work and like put up on this makeup. And she's like a working class single mother. And she'd do her makeup and be all pretty and shit while she's taking care of a fucking kid. She's broke as fuck, poor as fuck, and working class. And she would still, man, you know, just like fucking like kind of nuttily put, you know, put on her makeup and still do all put it put in all this work and shit. And I always was like, man, that is fucking nuts that women have to do all that shit. And I just wake up and rub my hair around and I, and I'm ready to go. Yeah. I mean, it's just like a whole different ball game. That's why, that's why those girl bosses, like as much as people like to take umbrage against them, you know, those are the ones they're not, they're not necessarily, okay. They're, They're just like, basically you have a few high income women, right? who are perpetuating this like, oh, work is fun, work is great, I love my work, blah, 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 because their work is pretty great and fun and cool and whatever the fuck, and, you know, they have money, they have discretionary income, but these values are just like, they kind of have disastrous effects for the work cultures of people who are pretty low income, because now they're expected to just like love their job and work and blah, 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 and, you know, they just, they don't get to have the Equinox memberships or the nice mani petties or the nice work done or anything because they don't. And also what it is is what you eat. All these bitches are fucking getting off work and eating McDonald's and shit. Um, yeah, exactly. Like it's like their, their whole diet, skincare, health regimen. Oh man. Different. Yeah. So, and, and, and then like. You know, they don't have time to fuck, and then nobody wants to fuck them. Yeah. And also, women women are totally, like, they... It's, like, more embarrassing for them to go out and, like, like go out and find some, like, like go out and, like, be horny. Like, for, like the whole thing, it's like, oh, um, the man is supposed to go up to the woman. You know, women don't ever want to, like, go up to somebody, even though if they, even though if they were to, if they got over that social thing or whatever, they would probably have a much easier time having sex, finding a sexual partner than a man would. 
Um, also, women just are different in that way. Like, it's not really a huge compliment to. It's it's a very pretty low bar to have to want to for a man to want to have sex with you. Yeah, think, see, for like a woman want to have sex with you, that's like really crazy. <laughs> not yeah, really but crazy, for, but that's a but lot. That's a lot more significant than like a man wanting to have sex with a woman. Yeah, that's so. Crazy. Yeah, but for for like that's not like that's not what most women want. Most women want a relationship, right? So like. For some guy saying like, "Oh, I'd fuck her even if she was like, you know, fucking um, ham beast and just like not attractive, and I inseminate her and leave, she should be thankful." That's actually the worst nightmare for a woman. For a guy, it's just like, "Oh, I got to nut in something. That's fucking great." But it's like that's we're not the same. Women and men are not the same. No, of course, so, yeah. So these women, you know, these women who are fem cells are like they want a relationship and a good one and they can't get one and are yeah they women, could they could, they could probably prone? spread they could probably spread their legs at a denny's and get someone to fuck them but like that as i said that's just like not what that's not what they want no see okay so here's my question is that true it do women do do the does the majority of women want like a relationship or like do do, do women want relationships more than men do um I mean, I hate saying sounding like a fucking Evo psych major, but I think, I think a lot of the time, yeah, I think, I think, mo I think women in general are more predisposed to just like want some sort of relationship or at least they think they do. Yeah. Maybe it's natural for them because like, oh, they can't really survive on their own. Like more like back in the day, like, I guess back when we were like hunters and gatherers type shit. You couldn't really survive on your own as easily, you know. It's like if you have to go and, and like build a house and like work like a a water well and like, you know, what what did you have to do back then? A whole bunch of a whole bunch of shit, that like probably physically hard labor that you had to do to live back then, and you probably really, you know, you'd want to have like a a man, I guess. I I mean, I guess I even when I was like really young, like when I hook had my hookup phases, like they were either. They, I mean, you're still pretty like, young, right? I mean, yeah, I'm 24. It's like the thing is, like, I think my hookup phases were primarily like when I was like, oh, this is so new and fascinating to me. This like foray into dating, and then also like maybe like right after a breakup, where I'm just like, I am so fucking sad. I gotta go and fuck everything. <laughs> So, but then I, it gets old for, I mean, it gets old for men too. I mean, I'm not saying men don't want a relationship or whatever, but I'm just saying like, I don't think it's too asinine to say that women are, want more of a relationship more so than, than dudes. Yeah. Dudes want a relationship like eventually, I think. I don't know. Well, yeah, that's the thing is, you know, you know, we are literally in the last 200 years with industrial capitalism and techno te technological advancements. We yeah. we're living like a lot longer than we used to. And like people yeah. used to just like get married and have kids so young. But like, it's like if you're in your 20s, like you know how much how much of that have you even really how much can you even experience just in your 20s you know like before you settle down 
I, I don't know, like monogamy in society is like, I totally get the traditional value shit, which I am, I am, I'm on. I really, I, I'm really trad comparably to a lot of people or whatever, especially in this live internet scene or whatever. Um, but monogamy is just like, man, it really destroys people's lives a lot of times. It makes people a lot less happy. Well, I mean, I mean, yeah, no, I know it's hard for a lot of, a lot of people. I'm, I'm just saying like, I'm just saying like the girls I know, they just generally want a relationship Mm -hmm. and they're just like, oh God, dating is so hard or like he fucks me and then he never talks to me again. It's just, I think it's a little different. I think guys might struggle with the monogamy more. Because they want to fuck everything. They like the Yeah, because that's the thing. Like, men can impregnate thousands of women, and, like, a woman can only get pregnant with one child. Yeah, or it's, like, like it's harder, right? It's harder to... It's just different. It's just, like, I, I'm not going to fully understand men, and, you know, I don't expect men to fully understand me or women. I mean, this is the whole women question, right? The answer to the question is you're not going to get all the answers and um, you're just supposed to like, you you know, accept that. Right. I'm not going to fully understand men either, but that's part of the reason why it's so fun. And it's sad that we try to flatten out all these um, distinctions and, and differences and. Yeah. Try to make everybody fucking like non-binary or whatever yeah i mean like we're just not gonna completely get each other and that's fine and it's fun that's the quality of life of not being able to understand you can only understand your position yeah 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 the gender war well i don't want to be in war i just um I, I like men. They're like dessert. I love women. I love women too. Like I'm totally like women. I like a lot of my women friends hate women more than I do. I don't really hate women. I mean, sometimes, sometimes, you know, I oscillate between my misogyny and misandry. It really depends on the day. <laughs> Same. But.
double decker packed with suicidal vibes For a fear in a filthy dream about splitting your bitch's thighs Enters through unknowing eyes, touch the keys, it's in your mind Can't delete it and soon you'll find how bad you need it all the time Just stop.